Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Beauty Needs Me. I'm Talia Griffin, one half of the pod, and I'm here with the other half, Dunia Dumasu. Hi guys, if you're new to this space, on this show we take a different approach to beauty. You'll still get product recommendations and routines, but we like to discuss beauty from a global perspective, one that crosses color, culture, and country lines. We had the pleasure of sitting down with Shantae Lundy, founder of Black Girl Sunscreen. BGS is a Target fave where it is always sold out, and most recently it made its debut at Ulta Beauty. This was one of my favorite episodes because Shantae really felt like one of us. Like we had homegirl vibes the entire time. She was just giving such great energy. I felt like it went by so quickly and I was like, but wait a minute. Now we're friends. (laughs) I know. I know. I totally agree. Shantae is Black Girl Magic personified. And I know that sounds cliche, but I rarely use that because of that reason. But she really, truly is. She has built this brand from the ground up, which is just absolutely phenomenal. Like she has really come in and just kind of revolutionized the sunscreen game by including Black people. It like, it, it yep. sounds so simple, but it hadn't been done, you know? Yeah. And she's just so intelligent and honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I ended up really feeling like when you meet someone who is unapologetically themselves and yes. unapologetically black she's yeah. <laughs> like this is about us and yeah everybody else can kind of you know um participate but this is for us right right yeah Shantae is amazing if you guys are not subscribed to the pod please do so we also appreciate reviews on apple podcasts and of course keep up with us on instagram at, at beauty needs me all right let's get into the episode Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Talia and Dooney. I was going to say, and I'm (laughs) Dooney. And we are here with our guest, Shantae from Black Girl Sunscreen. Hey, Shantae. Hey, 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 hey. The you know Black Girl Sunscreen. Right. The founder of Black Girl <laughs> Sunscreen. <laughs> but what's so crazy. Okay. So the only Shantae I know is like, I don't even know her. It's the character from To Could Play That Game, Vivica Fox. So, <laughs> so, so when we got this, this interview, right? I was like, oh, now I know like another Shantae. But then I was like, wait, that's not a real person. So now I know a Shantae. <laughs> So legit, like you don't know that one person named Shantae? Not one person. So I'm so excited. I was like, now I'm like, okay, Shantae. I know a Shantae in real life now. It's kind of like an 80s name, though. It is. I I was going to say the Shantae that I, any Shantae I've ever met, it's been spelled S-H-A-N-T-E. Yeah. I mean, you could do it with a C. Shantae Moore does it with a C, but I don't know her either. So, <laughs> but it kind of like gives away our age because nowadays, I mean, kids are named like Red Apple, Brooklyn, right? Ceiling fan, <laughs> Violet, ceiling fan. I mean, for sure. So, uh, well, I'm happy that I'm the first Shantae. Um, yes, yes. The the official, the official. Okay, so let's just jump right into how beauty showed up in your household. I know that you were 
raised by your grandparents on and off because both of your parents were in the military. So that had to be a different experience as far as how beauty was described when you were growing up. Yeah. So you did uh, a little bit of research. I love it. Um, (laughs) I'm a journalist sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No one really brings that up. And I think it's been a crucial part of my background and, and who I am. Beauty was never really discussed in my house. I just saw my grandmother always being so fly. Like she always had all the outfits. I'm telling you, all the boots. <laughs> wore this like burgundy lipstick. And she had really long hair and long nails. So when I think of beauty, I think of my grandmother just being very natural. You know, then they used the hot comb from the stove with the, uh, the hair grease to straighten her hair and my mother as well when um, when she came out of the military. Mm. Um, but they didn't really talk much about, you know, skincare or makeup. They just kind of like put on their red lipstick and their burgundy lipstick and did their hair and made sure that we put on lotion or excuse me, baby oil. So we weren't ashy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just that. That's what was in my house. Really nothing, nothing more, nothing less. So did you feel as though you saw yourself represented as you were growing up? No. So I went to a predominantly white school for my entire life. It wasn't until um, I started seeing girls wear makeup, right? And these girls were wearing makeup that was like different colors. Like they were either orange. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was also also the the only in a sea of others and saw that often. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But they were like, they were like really, really huge on just the foundation and the cake and on and stuff. And And that wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10th and 11th grade. So I was one of six in a high school of my graduating class. So six of us were black and then the rest were whatever. So 200 was my graduating class. Yeah. So there was very little representation of, of black girls, if you will. And my experience with beauty and makeup was just slim to none as I just saw other girls wearing foundation and using compacts a lot on their skin. And for me, my family really couldn't afford too much. So when I went into the drugstore, it was kind of like a compromise. Like, what am I purchasing? Am I going to, you know, buy my feminine products? Right. Because that's when I was learning about, you know, the menstrual cycle and wearing deodorant, like secret. Right. Was a big deal, right. So it was like, kind of like, well, what, what do you buy? Yeah. And because there was never a compact in my complexion or foundation in my complexion, I, never had it. So even to this day, like I don't have makeup on right now. And I'm, I'm really happy just to, to share that, you know, I've been blessed to have, you know, clear skin, but that's because of, I would say 25% genetics, 25% of, you know, what I put into my body, meaning how I eat and uh, what I drink. And then, you know, the other 25% is really just having um, optimistic people around me. Um, So I've eliminated a lot of like just bad energies, bad vibes. And then the last 25% is my skincare regimen. So it's been a complete 360 from, you know, growing up to who I am today in terms of skin. I really love that because Talia and I talk about beauty as a 360 experience. We always talk about beauty, you know, from the inside out, that beauty and self-care is so much more than just the products you put on your skin. It's 
you taking care of your mental health, you taking care of yourself emotionally, spiritually, like all of that really affects how you show up and how, you know, you, you present yourself in the world. So I, I really love that breakdown of like the 25% and, and 25% of that being towards like the vibes and the energy. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I don't know if y'all could tell, but when there's like negative Nellies around, it just, it doesn't do you well. I mean, ever be in a bad relationship and maybe like your weight isn't right or like you're, you have hair loss. No, I'm being, I'm being so serious. Your whole world, your whole world yeah. gets turned upside down. Yeah. 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 So I'm just really, really mindful of all of those contributors to, to my health and my skin. Yeah. It's remarkable oh. that we ever like, cause I didn't grow up with acne either, but it's like back in the day in the nineties, like I was eating all kinds of bullshit. It's remarkable that <laughs> that wasn't my, my journey. Cause I stayed at McDonald's eating a pie or some shit. Like, <laughs> Did you? <laughs> oh my God. I'm from Chicago. So it's like, we, we love pop. Like y'all call it soda on the East coast, but it's pop. So <laughs> listen, listen, so one of our sales uh, exec, she's from Chicago in the words, her, so her, her father calls her often and I'll say, who are you talking to? And she'd be like, my daddy. I'm like, yo, people it's make fun daddy. of the way I say that all daddy. the time. I'm not going to do this with you, Shantae. I'm not going to do this with It's you. not daddy. <laughs> People make fun of when that, you said that all the I was time. Like, that definitely sounds like to me. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not. That's doing okay. This. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so, Shante, I read in a, I think it's an interview that you did with Women's Health Mag that you you never thought that you would be considered a millionaire. You never <laughs> thought that, that would be. <laughs> that would be something associated with your name. And, you know, you started off on, a, I would say, a very like, quote unquote, standard trajectory, right? You got your bachelor's degree, then you got your MBA, and then you were in corporate America. So can you just talk us through what was that? What was the first spark that was like, there's something else out there for me? There is something outside of corporate America that I need to embark on. And before you start, let me just say that I read that same interview where you talked about at one job, you were required to wear pantyhose. I was like, oh, sis got to get out. Because <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Well, so so there's like three conversations, I feel like. OK, so I want to talk about the pantyhose. I want to talk about, you know, from my bachelor's to corporate America and then where I am today. But I also want to talk about how you opened up the question. And <laughs> I just bursted out with laughter because I have to go on record because I don't know if I really said I was a millionaire because I would never say that out loud. Okay. Right? Like, I think less is more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider myself flashy. So women's health, they did the interview. We had a conversation. It was a good conversation. Okay, cool. And then like a month later, it went viral because Yahoo Finance picked it up. And when I was like, I fell out the chair because honestly, when you think about like, okay, who's going to like women's health.com, right? Yeah. Right. Probably not as big of a readership to Yahoo Finance. Yeah, you know? Yahoo so Finance. I was like, oh my gosh, I fell off the chair because I'm like, people are legit saying I'm a millionaire. And they're and- calling you asking where the money at. <laughs> right, right. I saw that article. Like, we want to be where Shantae reside. Yeah. Yeah. Can you cash at me? 
I'm like, dude, you're 26. That's my little brother. Can you cash at me 40? No. 40? 40? <laughs> Dream big, sir. She a millionaire. You need to be like 40,000. Yeah, this is what this is real stuff. Oh man. So I it really makes me cringe to hear that because I don't know. I, I don't think that's really what I meant. And okay. I would never, ever, ever say that out loud. I appreciate you clarifying that. Uh-huh. Like, Shantae is out here like Diddy. She like, what? <laughs> Millions. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Now, going back to the pantyhose situation, my first job out of college, that had structure actually was in retail. But sometimes retail isn't like considered a real job for whatever reason, even if you are you know, general manager of the store. Mm-hmm. So then I got a corporate job and this was back in, I don't know, 2004. And yeah, their dress code was if you wore a suit, a skirt suit or a skirt, your blouse had to be tucked in and you had to wear pantyhose. And that was hard because <laughs> there was no pantyhose my color. So I was walking around with coffee legs. I was like, and what? Yeah, coffee legs, or I had to buy the um the black shoe joints. That, black, that was my, that was my jam. Yes, that's what I did <laughs> all the time. The ultra sheer black jobs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they got rid of that rule probably about two years after, but it was just a really conservative traditional company. But that spoke to really where we are today, right? Mm-hmm. Because how dare you make a rule that women have to wear pantyhose? Yeah. as a uniform when we can't even find pantyhose that we're comfortable wearing. Yeah. Our color. Our so yeah. that, that can never fly in 2021. No. Yeah. But I'm sure they would try. Yeah. So, okay. Going back to the last part, could I ever associate my name being connected to millions and billions? Now I can. Love it. Yeah. Now I can. And I think that it's just all about growth. And for me, it was always about the big picture. And sometimes, you know, when you're just passing through some shit, right, where Mm. you're like, okay, this is going to give me, you know, a skill set that is going to be valuable. And what can I learn from it? And you know that it's just something temporary and you just kind of like move on. And just like with relationships, it's kind of like this might this is what I need to feed my soul but it might not be my 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 mate forever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just how I thought about life and how I navigate it through these different jobs and getting to where I am today. So I will say, you know, operating and, and running Black Girl Sunscreen is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Today, like March 15th or April 15th, excuse me, it is hard. Yeah. As I sit here and, and talk to you ladies, it's it's very hard. But what I continue to think about is really the, the end goal and the mission and vision that Black Girl Sunscreen is on and it being bigger than, than my life. I don't think that I ever could imagine starting a company that is, I don't want to say super Black, but super Black and pro-Black <laughs> and me all day. We have the freedom to kind of, you know, speak how we like to speak. But so I don't know if you notice about this about me. I'm pretty PC, but I'm still with the shits. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, right? listen, that that's this podcast, you know? Oh, oh. <laughs> you in the right space. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. 
I enjoy that though. And that's because of the different environments that I've had to work in where, you know, I think it's appreciated that you can be corporate or polished, but still really be yourself. And not everybody understands that. No, they don't. No, they don't. And you brought up a really interesting thing that I did want to touch on because a lot of Black-owned brands have been pushing the narrative of inclusivity as far as beauty. So you could have created a sunscreen with Black women in mind, named it something else, and increased the markability. The marketability. (laughs) Markability, what's the word? (laughs) And increased its potential. So why did you decide on the name Black Girl Sunscreen? Because that's what I, I immediately thought. It wasn't like, so, so the way I go and go on with life is like, whatever is like my first instinct, that's what I do. And like, that was the first name that came to mind and it was never anything different. Somebody was like, oh, why don't you do brown girl sunscreen? And I was like, mm, it don't hit the same. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I love being a black woman, a black girl. And that's who I see in the mirror every single day. and there's nothing more, nothing less to the title of Black Girl. When I think of girl, it's in term of endearment. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, I can be like, thanks, girl. Whoever's <laughs> like, hey, girl. If I, if yeah. I, if I she's like, hey, girl, how you doing? Whatever, yeah. right? It's a term of endearment. We're also in the same peer group, right? You're not auntie status. Right. And you're not like my grandmother. She would demand that anyone that wasn't older than us, we would have to address them by their first, like Mrs. And then their their first name. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I would never dare address one of her friends like that. It would always be like Mrs. Sadie. Mm Right. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Miss Gladys. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But if, if, if we're, if we're, if we're kicking it and we're friends, it's just like, you know, it's like homeboy. Right. And then, and then I wanted to make it super, super obvious, like it's sunscreen. So there's no guesswork in, in who's it, who's it for. Yeah. And that's really what it is. And I think that the name has really carried it. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is who else is using the product. So, you know, you said something to Leah that is important, right? We're in each company, but how do we expand our addressable market? And that's mm-hmm. really what it's called. And really we're targeting women of color. So it could be black woman, a brown woman that's not black, right? Right. So it could be biracial, triracial, whatever you want to call it if you have brown skin. But now what we're seeing is that our lighter skin complexion counterparts are wearing it. So what I mean by that, and that's the PC in me. So what I'm saying is white women are wearing black girl screen. And yeah, I mean, if you go on any social and do the hashtag black girl sunscreen, you'll see that white women are using black girl sunscreen. So with that being said, black girl sunscreen, I mean, yes, it's, it's made for women of color in mind, but other women are picking it up. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I answered your question fully. I went way less. You did. You got it. Okay. But I I think it's it's actually really interesting. And my team asked me on a daily, hey, Shantae, why do you think this is happening? Right? Why do you think white women are wearing black girl sunscreen? And I have a few of my own thoughts. But before I get there, we have another skew, two more skews. The first one is BGS Kids. And BGS Kids was intended for you know, black and brown children. But what we realized, quickly realized, is not all black and brown children come from black and brown parents, right? You can have, you know, you can have a mom that's white 
that adopted you, right? Or a, a white mom that's single and whatever, right? Or and vice versa, dads. Um, so really how we're expanding our addressable market in, in that realm is really just talking about sun, sun safety is important for all kids, yeah. right? So we, we want to not say that BGS kids is just for black and brown kids. It's just for all kids. We happen to be no white residue, right? Because the, edu- the education starts with the youth. Right. So that's one way that we're able to expand the market on that side. So our next new product is Make It Matte. And that has been no shelves could it could can't even, it won't even stay on the shelves right, and that's a mattifying sunscreen for the face. Mm. And a lot of women like it because it's lightweight and it mm-hmm. serves as a primer. Yeah. Yep. Whereas Black Girl Sunscreen, the original, is for face and body. So it really just depends. Oh, and it leaves a radiant glow. Yep. Love that. Mm-hmm. So I think that what women are realizing is, name or not, the product does what it said it's going to do. And when you find a product that is working for your skin, then I don't know. Why can't I use it? We've definitely had white women email us and say, hey, can I use this? And I kind of feel bad for buying it because I don't want to take it from a black woman. Wow. There are enough to go around. (laughs) There are enough. You didn't see that second part coming? I don't know. What do you respond? So so the answer is like, (laughs) there's more than enough. We got inventory boo. Yeah. <laughs> Run them coins. <laughs> I don't know, but we would never say yeah. like, hey, you can't use this. Like that yeah. that's absurd. But it is interesting to see that the product is resonating with more than just the black and brown community. So that's amazing because you know, Talia and I, when we speak to different founders, the aspect of non-Black people mm-hmm. understanding that they can use the product comes up pretty often. Yeah. So I love the fact that this is so intentionally Black just <laughs> by looking at the name, right? But it's like, people are like, listen, I don't care what it says. I want this sunscreen. <laughs> I don't care who you said. I don't care which girl you said this is for. Yeah, I'm and boys. And yeah, men. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Black girl sunscreen is a chemical sunscreen, right? Like it's a chemical, yeah, it's not a it's not a physical one. We like to use the word synthetic. Synthetic, that works too. In terms of, I guess, mineral sunscreens, is that something that's on, you know, that you think about? Because I know that that is typically, it's the mineral ones that leave that white residue, yeah. you know, on our skin. Yeah. So from a strategy perspective, back in 2016, and I've grown a lot, right? We're talking five years, you know, upon my research, and this is still the same research today, is that minimal sunscreens are probably like 7%, like within the industry, right? And the synthetic slash chemical is like 93% and minerals never, ever catching up because no one wants that, that zinc on their skin. So mineral sunscreens, their barrier sits on top Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then it rubs in, right? So from a strategy perspective, it was, okay, well, back then, and also with the resources that I had, it was, we have to go synthetic as opposed to zinc because the people I were working with didn't even have the technology 
of getting a zinc completely clear. Wow. And I, and there's st- still to this day, right. We've grown a lot and we definitely have the resources still to this day. We're not as successful as we'd like to be with the mineral sunscreen being clear. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that being said though, as sun care is our core competency, having a mineral sunscreen is needed, right? Just because we are a sunscreen company and we want to be able to provide options to to all people. So it is on the horizon. It's coming very, very soon, but we we haven't gotten it to like, okay, this is bomb.com yet. And it's like I said, it's a very small population that is like, you know, I want the mineral. Mm. So, but we will still speak to them because we're being requested. To like, yeah. hey, can you, can you make a physical? It's not that many. We will. I'll say that we have more requests for a setting spray than we do for wow. mineral sunscreen. That makes sense. We have more requests for a bigger tube than we do for <laughs> mineral. That yeah. is my request, actually. <laughs> Or even like a spray application. So not just for the face, but, you know, you just spray on sunscreen and then rub it. So I would say that still even mineral is like the bottom of the list, but it's important. Yeah. So I'm interested in the demand for sunscreen outside of the U.S., I know you've expanded internationally. I know you're, you know, I know you're present in Nigeria. I know, you know, you're, you've, you've made inroads into other countries, but what are you seeing that the sunscreen market is really, that people have moved into it? Yeah. The way that they have here in the States. It's tremendous. Mm. It's tremendous because first of all, the way we're talking about it and getting people excited about it, Black Girl Sunscreen did not invent sunscreen we just reinvented how it's perceived and the way we're communicating about it so we've successfully penetrated the nigerian market the canadian market the uk market and listen women in the uk do not play when it comes to beauty they don't they pay the the taxes and the fees and all the shipping all right because they're getting stuff from from the u.s and if you're in africa you're either getting it from the uk or you're getting it from the states it's it's one or the other so in response to sunscreen i think that women of color are now seeing the value the cosmetic value not necessarily the burn you know health value but more of like okay this needs to be incorporated into my skincare regimen because it will slow down the aging process. Yeah. And I, I think that you might not even get there to your like well into your thirties. I don't know, but for sure it does help with the premature aging and black people really don't get so much wrinkles, but their skin, mm-hmm. our skin starts to drop. Yep. Right? So how do we keep that nice and tight and SPF helps that. So I think that's more of the wave that other countries are are on and plus the US and and understanding and seeing the value. But once they hear of it, they're like, oh crap, a sunscreen just for me, I'm excited about it. And how can I use this lotion in more than one way, right? Is it moisturizing? Is it hydrating? Is my skin gonna look dewy? And we, we check the boxes, all the boxes there. Is it a work in progress? Absolutely. Because here in the States, I mean, we could penetrate the market so hard with billboards, radio ads, you know, digitally. But even in some nations, I mean, they might not be up on Instagram like that. Right. Yeah. Are right? you in stores internationally as well? Yeah. So there's a couple different like regulations when it comes to sunscreen because it's an over-the-counter drug. Mm-hmm. 
because sunscreen prevents, it can prevent skin cancer. Mm-hmm. So there's different, you know, guidelines and the big players like the Canadian market and the UK, they have different regulations, but on the continent of Africa, we are in stores because the barrier is a little bit easier, but in other countries, we are distributed through like smaller, like brick and mortars and and things like that. But also on the horizon is those national retailer announcements. Can't share them yet, but very soon. (laughs) And honestly, this shit is a big deal though, because, you know, it's a lot of testing required and they want to make sure that like the product's legit. So this is just stuff too that like, you know, in year one, two might not be feasible because the resources and the finances aren't there and and maybe not the bandwidth either. Right. Because if you're starting off as a solopreneur, I don't know if you're really worried about getting your products. I don't know. Certified in other countries. Can you just, can you just just over your local market? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And when I mean local, I'm meaning like your city. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit about the money, because last year you received a million dollar investment. It was an investment. It does not mean she is a millionaire, y'all. She received a million dollar investment for the brand. (laughs) So what advice can you give to entrepreneurs who are trying to secure funding? Any resources you could share? Anything they should know? You know, people think differently. Some people want tangible, like, websites like hey go to www.raisefundforyourbusiness.com <laughs> that right, give so, me money <laughs> right 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 so what i will say during that process i learned a lot i learned a lot about myself and what i really wanted for my business and entrepreneurs i think sometimes when they start to raise money it's because they had that as a goal when they first started or their back is against the wall and they need money Mm. for let's say working capital inventory whatever the case may be so in order to I would say get an investment as a black woman it's a lot harder than our our counterpart is to have button financials so like button up financials meaning like you have to be able to show you know a couple years of financial statements and maybe not being profitable, but be able to show that, hey, you've been keeping record Mm. of these things, right? Because they want to understand like that your business isn't just willy-nilly and you launched on Instagram and you just happen to be making sales, right? So Mm. then what's your growth plan? What's your growth plan for the next three years? And if they're asking for five years, do you have some type of exit strategy? whatever that looks like or sound like. And then really understanding like what you bring to the team as a leader. Because from my experience, the investor is investing in the entrepreneur, Mm. right? So they need to see that fire, that passion and that hunger because you're going to be the one that's that's driving the team in the sales. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's really what happened in my transaction and partnership is that, you know, I was talking like, hey, like I live eat and breathe black girl sunscreen. And I, I was, and I, and I think when you're bootstrapping and you're being scrappy and being resourceful, you are doing that. And every black, your company comes first, you know, from your spending habits, you know, to not paying yourself to just understanding the needs of the business. And I think for maybe your first round of investments, that could be your, your talk, but everyone is really different. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How large is your team now? 
we have like eight full-timers and five part-timers. And this all came through the pandemic, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. So at the level that we're at, I couldn't do it by myself by no means. Black Girl Sunscreen is the number one sunscreen sold in Target to date. And that's actually a really big deal. Yes. We're in 1,100 doors and counting, and we are dominating that space. I'm really happy to say that, proud to say that, and grateful and thankful for the community of ladies that have supported us, that have gone and bought four or five bottles of sunscreen and just pass it out to their friends and to their family. (laughs) Or have said like, Hey, I'm looking for black girl sunscreen. It's not here on the shelves. Right. And just have just, you know, filtered that information to us. So we have just eyes and ears on the street and we couldn't have done it without the support. We most recently picked up a new partnership with Alta Beauty. Okay. Yeah, so we're we're growing and when you're growing at a rapid rate like this, it can't be done by yourself. Yeah. And that's why I say like this is just hard because when you start adding people to the mix, mm-hmm. right? You are a people manager too, right? Mm-hmm. It could yeah. legit be somebody like, "Oh, I'm 15 late because uh, I don't know, my boyfriend's car ran out of gas." You like <laughs> What? Like, why are you even telling me this? But <laughs> is is all of your team located in LA? It's a good question. And I say good question because you know, I spend a lot of time in South Florida. So I built quite a few relationships there. And I would say a tenth of my team is remote, and then 90% of the team is based here in LA. And that's now strategic as we are still hiring, bringing on top talent, but they need to be based in LA. And that's because we just need people here on the ground just to do like random stuff. Like we're doing this. I can't even share it, but just some like marketing initiatives that like require like all hands on deck. And yeah, I know we're still living in the world of the pandemic, but things are starting to open up. Especially LA. The streets are open in LA. I was just there. They are open. Yeah. So it's just important that we still have the office vibes. You know, there's a lot of like just good conversations that come with authentic conversations. You could just be talking and the idea comes, you know, out in like a few minutes. So I think that those synergies are important. Yeah. I mean, Florida is loose as a goose too. So. Oh, Florida is horrible. (laughs) So, so Cali is not loose. We just, you probably came a couple weeks ago. I left in March. I was there from January to March. And when I was leaving, it was just starting to open. So everybody was yeah. really feeling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we just, if you were here in January, you know it was tight. It was if tight. You were, if you were going outside with, without a mask, people were scoffing. Like, how <laughs> dare you? But in Miami, you know, supers are down there Girl. twerking on police cars. No man. Dooney was, was down Miami there getting it done. I'm getting what done. <laughs> Did you go on the break, spring break? No. So let me tell you, I'm in my mid-30s, okay? <laughs> me and my girl, the, this is, we're aging ourselves. We literally were like, let's go away for the weekend. She hadn't been to Miami since like college spring break in like 06, 07, okay? So we were like, yeah, let's let's go to Miami. We're thinking, you know, it's the pandemic. People are still playing it safe. I mean, we knew Florida was crazy, but we did not think by any means that it was like spring break in Miami, she didn't check college schedules in Miami. <laughs> no, because why would I? <laughs> At 35, who I'm not going to Seventh and Ocean Drive. Like that's not my scene anymore. Did you go to you Wet Willie's? Tell the truth. No, I didn't go to Wet Willie's. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, she was supposed to be there for three days. She stayed for five. There's something she's not telling us. I did. I did. Well, because then we got, yeah, we, I mean, we stayed at the Fontaine. Yeah. It was yeah. we like, all right, well, this is more of our vibe. We could, you know, we could actually chill here. So, <laughs> so the streets were packed lit, huh? They were. But to be honest, there was so much floating around on social media. We really didn't see any of that because I feel like if that's what you're going for, of course, you're going to find that you're going to see that. You know what I mean? If you're going for the turn up, you're going to find the turn up. We didn't go to a single club, lounge, any of that. You know, we literally went because we wanted sunshine. I know. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, Miami was on one. (laughs) All right, Talia, do you want to get into the segments or do you have some more questions? Yeah, I mean, I got one more question. I'm trying to think if it's a good ending question, if I should just get it. I'm just going to get it off now. Okay, so what has the the pandemic taught you about being a business owner? Mm. Like the most important lesson? Because you started in 2016. Yeah, yeah. You can't take things for granted. And I I think when it gets really bad, you know, do you get bad with it or do you do you try to still stay optimistic? And for me, it's all about the mindset and the mindset. First of all, the pandemic really affected everyone so differently. And I'm very optimistic. And I think that for me to maintain my optimism, it couldn't have been a more trying time because I didn't have a business during the recession, which was in 2008. Uh Right. So hopefully while I'm still alive, we never go through anything like this again. So for me, me, (laughs) you know, how to really stay in a healthy mindset and to be able to encourage the ones around me. And that was a great question because I haven't been asked that question before. It was more, the questions are always like, oh, how'd you pivot? But not really like what it's taught you. I think the last thing is to be grateful and thankful because, you know, entering the pandemic, all essentials were food, toilet paper, Lysol, wipes, mask, whatever, right? And here we are with a a sunscreen business and you would think that our number one consumer is a traveler, right? Yeah. They're going to wear their sunscreen to go on these vacations, but our sales were hitting, not just because of BLM and the heightened awareness of black owned businesses, because we did a whole year. BLM was started in June. So with that being said, it taught us like, hey, how can we speak about this very differently? Mm -hmm. It showed us that our consumer is not always a traveler, Mm. right? The Mm -hmm. consumer is concerned about and aware that, hey, they should wear sunscreen on a day-to-day basis. In the house, in front of your laptop. Yeah. Yeah. So we learned that from a business perspective. But again, you know, the loss of life is is crazy. Can't take that for granted. So I, I've been taught many lessons during this really awful time because it's still going, right? Yeah. Like our office is not on a five-day work week. We have a very progressive schedule. And I would have had this pre-pandemic and it's three days on two days off 
where you come into the office for three days and you work wherever you want to work from for the two days, because realistically, do you, the tasks that need to be done, do they need to be done in this building? Right. It's really coming from like a micromanaging perspective, or I would say type of leadership, if you think about it. So the pandemic has, has done a lot for black girl sunscreen. Yeah. And I lied. I actually just have one more question and then I swear we're going to get into these segments. But I really want to know, as someone who has a lot going on and people to manage, what are some things you do to manage yourself mentally? How do you keep yourself well amongst everything? (laughs) Nothing. And it's so horrible. I need to talk to someone. Yes. Someone because I was just telling one of my brand founder friends this morning that we use each other as soundboards, right? And so maybe that's the answer is I do have, you know, two or three people that just understand what's happening in my day to day. I don't know if y'all do this, but I categorize my friends, right? Like, so this is my, my my friend that we could go shopping with. Here's my friend that I'll never go on vacation with. Yes, girl. Here's yeah. my friend that, yeah, that she, she can come over, right? Yeah. Some other people, like, they can't come over, right? So it's the same with even, like, just work. I'm like, okay, I can call her, and this is the advice I'm going to get. And because I have a plan for Black Girl Sunscreen, it's just Black Girl Sunscreen, like, I open and I close and I'm super excited about all the initiatives that we have, all the marketing that we're doing. I'm excited about our growth. I'm just stoked. Right. And and that's when it becomes fun and not like work because like, it doesn't even seem like anything, like nothing. What I will say is yeah. that I love to go to home goods. Okay. Uh, okay. Home, home goods could be a little self-care, but you still need more Shantae, but we'll talk about it later. Do you do you go to like different home goods when you're in like there, you know how, like if you're in different towns, you go to yeah, different home goods? Okay. Actually, well, I know where all the home goods are in LA. So uh, <laughs> there's one by my house though, and they don't play because these women be out there shopping, shopping, but you, if you see something at home goods, you got to just buy it that day. It if you don't need it, then you return it. So I will say I could spend two hours in home goods, not buy anything, just walk around, talk on the phone and feel better when I come okay. out. It's weird. Okay. And then I also Peloton. Don't judge Okay. Me. You do stuff. Why would we judge? Peloton has the best workouts out. There is no judgment. Peloton is, is a bomb ass company. I mean, I used to be a soul cycler. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But their business model wasn't really fit for the um for the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. And Peloton came and said, yeah. and so I Peloton and that's what I do. I like decor and I Peloton and talk on the phone when I'm in the car and black girl sunscreen it up. You know, I really I wonder. I know. I really wonder, though, this is not on subject, but if if Soul Cycle is going to be like Blockbuster, you know how like Netflix came in and Peloton came in. Like, I wonder is Soul Cycle going to make a comeback? That's all I gotta say. Because I watched a documentary about Blockbuster on Netflix. It was the funniest yet saddest shit I've ever seen. It was just like, what happened? But Blockbuster used to be used to be the jam. That was date was. night. That's right? what I'm saying. And if you saw two people on Blockbuster, you, you already like, know. Okay. <laughs> Pull out your little card. Listen. That's what I'm saying. And we used to be so hyped for Soul Cycle. Now it's like, who? Who is that girl? Like, we don't know what her. Soul Cycle wasn't diversified. I think the the strength of Peloton isn't just the bike or the tread. It's that they have, like, workouts that you could do without the machines. And I think that that's a game changer for them. I ain't never even heard of that. 
What? They do. They, do. they have some they like hit. arm stuff. They could, you could do meditation. Oh. You could do full body workouts, like full body hit workouts. I also thought though, just like how black girls, sunscreen talks to black girls. I didn't really feel like SoulCycle was really that diverse. And maybe that's because of the areas that I lived in. It was, no. it was I used for, to have to search high and low for a little hip hop class. Yeah, it was for it was for it was for white women. And but on Peloton, I mean there's groups that you can do like hashtag black riders, black moms, black, black this, Beyonce. Rider, yeah. You know, so there's definitely communities within the Peloton world. And I I think they've done a really great job. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give me one when I move to LA. Then I'm gonna be a Pelotona. <laughs> <laughs> you might just want to walk around the, the city though. No, thank you. <laughs> so Leah, do you have beauty news for us? I do have beauty news. Okay. So beauty news. It? I yes, yes, ma'am. <clears throat> so beauty news is where we just talk about a beauty topic that's in the news. I'm super psyched about this one. When your episode comes out, it's going to come out right before the Academy mm-hmm. Awards. And our beauty news comes from Black Beauty Roster. I don't know if you follow them on Instagram, but it's a super cute page. And Mia Neal and Jamika Wilson have made history as the first Black women to be Oscar nominated in hair and makeup for their work on Viola Davis and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yep. Phenomenal. The Phenomenal. first, we the fact that we're still doing in first. 2021. In, in hair and makeup, like Black yeah. women in hair and makeup. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> we should be cleaning up all the time. You know, though, you know what the haters will say? Oh, they got that because they Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. You're right, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They only got that because of whatever. I know somebody that does makeup way better or hair way better. And you just really. Well, what you know, movie? What movie did they work on? Like, what what movie did those people that 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 do makeup way better? Where where are they working? Right. <laughs> Listen, Viola has been everywhere this past yes. year. Right, amazing. So, so, and then she has this beautiful, beautiful complexion. I love it, right? Because I'm a dark-skinned woman and I love dark-skinned women. So kudos to, to both of those ladies. Um, the Oscars are this weekend. No, it's the 24th. Mm, the 24th? Wait a minute. It's the 25th. Okay. It's the 25th. Yeah. That's and your episode head. comes out on the 29th. So your episode yeah. comes out afterwards. Right after. Okay, the cool. 20, I was like, this weekend, I was like, I'm not ready. What you going to do? You going to watch it? Yes. Yes. I have to watch it because I have to, I, you know, I watch all the movies and then I have to, you know, pay attention, judge, tweet, comment, you know, do my thing. <laughs> did you watch The Black Messiah? I oh, did. Yes. Phenomenal. I did. Phenomenal it, movie. It was. And I, and I have opinions. I'm, I had the pleasure of meeting Shaka King, the director, and he's great. I have opinions about it not being shot in Chicago, about Daniel Kaluuya's Chicago accent, you know, but overall it was solid as fuck. And I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I was happy to see the story being told, you know, yes. in that manner. And especially also in the manner, and I forget Lakeith's, uh, the character actual, name. Yeah, yeah I, I forget the character. But I actually never knew much about him. I actually didn't even realize that backstory in terms of like how Fred Hampton actually 
you know, how he died and what happened. I actually was very ignorant to that, which is sad, but. No, I think was, a lot of was, people didn't. Yeah. If you're not from Chicago. Like I grew yeah. up on Fred, read the book, everything. Right. But it's like, if you're not from Chicago, a lot of people didn't yeah. know. So I spent like the movie, we would pause it because I was like Googling to like fact check and like get more context. So I loved it. I think you have to be ready for that movie, right? That's mm. not a movie where you're just like, oh yeah, yeah let me just put sure. this on. Like, I was actually upset when somebody's like, oh, we're going to watch this movie. And I'm like, because I'm just like you, I didn't know much about A, Black Panthers, and then B, Fred Hampton. And when I started to watch this movie, like for me, I just kind of wind down. I don't really give myself a lot of time. And I mean, this movie was heavy. Yeah. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I'm in it. So I'm going to watch it. And I feel like they always have Daniel Kaluuya always looking really crusty in movies. But man, when he's doing these interviews, he is moisturized, hydrated. Shea butter is absorbed all up in the skin. Dante, I have never thought he, like, I ain't never paid him no attention until I done seen him doing an interview. I was like, yes. this accent, yes. this charisma, this face. Yes. The I was Googling, like, is he single? He's looking, because, looking no, like he's somebody. not. He's not. It, yeah, he I, ain't I, married. I, if you ain't married, you single. But I'll okay. okay. said no, he's not. He's I going it too because I was like, <laughs> right? Because because now we checking for him because again, when I'm telling you, he's looking dusty and crusty in every movie. His eyes are always bloodshot red, and you like, what is uh, happening? Uh, he's doing Daniel <laughs> like, like uh. So I just think that they did an incredible job. They did. They're they're up for so many oh, different man, nominations. Yeah. I hope they come away with some, yeah, right? Yeah. And not rob them like they did Black Panther. Yep. But yeah, I thought it was very well done. It's just the next day I went down a rabbit hole and researching everything, everything, even to the point of like, is there a Los Angeles Black Panther chapter? Mm-hmm. It's currently? Right? Yeah. Oh. I, I sure did. I sure it, did. Jante said, sign me up. Is there? Because I'm moving to LA. So and mail is, is me there? my membership card ASAP. I'm in there. <laughs> I'm in there. Right? <laughs> so I just thought it was, you know, interesting that growing up, like, why weren't, if you didn't probably take an Africana studies course in college, mm-hmm. you definitely didn't hear about Black Panther. And especially not, not the Chicago chapter. Like, not, I think that was the thing for me. I didn't even realize the Chicago chapter was as like, just as heavy as it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was eye-opening to me. And also what was eye-opening, not surprising, but eye-opening was just the spin, the spin that the CIA, you know, put on it. And just really how the CIA came to prominence off the backs of like tearing down all things Black empowerment. Like yeah. that's really how they, you know what I mean? Got their foothold. So. Yeah. But it's still, yeah. I, I think it's still pretty prevalent today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And and Absolutely. watching these things, you know, are making me mad. <laughs> Angry. Girl. So many reasons to be mad these days. Yeah. 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 So that movie's a must see, but you got to be ready. But you got to tell the folks that be ready. Yeah. Be ready. Be ready. And wouldn't it be dope if like Black Girl Sunscreen was the official sponsor of the L.A. Black Panther Party? <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there and see what the universe does with this information. I love it. What we, do we think the Black Panther Party would be receiving a Black girl sunscreen? Why not? Yes. I feel like they should. Why not? 
Like how you out there fighting a good fight, yeah. get in skin cancer. Don't be crazy. Love it. Don't love, be it, crazy. love it. Love it. So, okay. Okay. So if there were Black Panther chapters in our respective cities, mm. would you go and get information? Would yes. you? In a heartbeat. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Okay. In a heartbeat. You know? Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially what I, after what watching I, the movie, especially having a deeper understanding of what the Black Panthers were actually trying to do in communities. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that what this time has taught me is that I'm not quite as radical as I thought I would be in the 60s. However, I am all about a kid's meal program or, you know, yeah. the the elderly, like, I'm with that shit all the time. But it's like, there are a lot of more radical things that I, I probably ain't gonna touch yeah, yeah yeah okay okay love that perspective wow. i i think that it could be fulfilling and dangerous at the same time yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure i mean yes. especially if you have influence yes you know? yes i mean when you think about it what the two black panthers that were prominent that are still alive we know of angela davis and bobby seal i'm yeah. sure there are like 90 yeah. <laughs> he's, not, not, he's 84. Yeah, he's up there. 84? Yeah. He's 84. Oh my God. Yeah, that came up because I was definitely on my living Black Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's 84. He's so, I mean, any day now. Hopefully not, Shantae. <laughs> It's just a matter of it. I mean, I'm not trying to be like rude, but I mean, if you live at to 85, you live the nice blessing. long life. Yeah. yeah. Black men are dying too early. Fact. That's true. That's true. That's so true. that's that's why I say that. My grandfather died at 66. Mm-hmm. My grandmother lived until 83. Yeah. I mean, my my great grandmother is still alive and she's 95. My great grandfather passed away in 2012. So yeah. it's like she's still going she got her this is a side note but she got her her covid vaccines and i was like how did you feel you know people have been sleeping for days she was like i was fine nothing happened i was like nothing happened the older people been taking the vaccines like geez like every older person i've spoken to i'm talking 70 and up they're like oh i was good i'm yeah, fine she was people like my, like 40 my and arm was numb. taking out <laughs> like, i like, had friends Friends who were out for two days. I was like, my 95-year-old great-grandmother was like, my arm was numb for a couple hours. And that was it. <laughs> like, good for her. Good for yeah. her. And that she she outlived this. Girl. Right? Seriously. Right. Uh, did you did you protect her? Did your family protect her by like all means necessary? Like you're not going anywhere? We can't talk about some of the trash people that I'm related to, but oh, I oh. will say that the Lord covered her. Okay. Okay. It was the blood of the lamb. Okay. Okay. Well, glad to hear. Whew. All right. So what's, are we, you did the segment. What's we got another one. segment. We got so many. We got two more. We got two we got more. Two and then we wrap oh, it up. Okay, okay. The next one is beauty moment. So this one is anything over the past week that you have experienced beauty wise. It could be a service. It could be a new product that you tried. Just something that you know, stood out to you was like, damn, I feel good or I look good, something like that. So we, Talia and I will start off. Talia, do you have one readily yes, available? Ma'am. All right. I got, a, right. I got a good ass one. You must be so proud of me, Dooney. Let me hear this. So this week I was in New York for work. And while I was there, I got my first laser hair removal procedure. I am proud of you. Nice. I've been waiting. Yeah. I am proud of you. 
is did you get done? So this TMI, but I got my underarms and what they call inner butt, which is like your crack. But Wait, you didn't get a Brazilian? You just got the inner butt? Yeah, no, I ain't get no Brazilian. My my hair is not obnoxious like that. Like it grows, it takes forever to grow. Like I don't mind a wax. Butt? Just the yeah, inner, because right? I don't want booty crack hair. Like, yeah, but that comes with the Brazilian. That okay. That no, that's crazy. a separate part to pay for. No, I get the Brazilian, and it comes with the inner butt. Shante, we do. And I'm saying the all the time. <laughs> and I'm saying my place. That was a separate thing. That really? Was what was yes. the cost? So I got this phenomenal deal. It was unlimited sessions for hundred and fifty dollars. You must have went in the alley. No, I did not. It's called Infinity Laser Spa. <laughs> it's called Infinity Laser Spa. It's in Midtown in New York. I'm telling you, it's super legit. It's super legit. Okay, okay. So <laughs> it didn't hurt? No, because no. I'm hearing sessions is like $300. They can be expensive. They can be very costly, but I feel like the prices come down quite a bit, especially if you're doing package deals. I got a deal. like, And you could literally yeah. go to their Instagram. Like I found them on Instagram and it was yeah. like this massive discount. And I was like, well, yeah. sign me up. I will fly to New York for this. It did hurt. Like, I did. You didn't do the numbing oh, cream, Sylvia? As many times as I've talked about numbing cream? I, well, she rubbed something on it. I can't tell if it was numbing cream, but like she rubbed something on it and then she used her little thing. It got hot and it was like pinches. It's like pinches, yeah. And it was hot. It was too hot. And I was like, ooh, ooh. But then she also said that for my inner butt, because I was on my period, that I might have been more sensitive because that shit hurt. Oh, Damn, this lady went and had the audacity to get some laser surgery on her butt <laughs> on, on her cycle. Y'all wore a tampon. <laughs> I could I couldn't cancel. I was I came all the way to New York. Like I'm about the, to say that was definitely uh I'm in the city. I gotta get all my services look, right now. The periods, the period came early. The period was the inconvenience. <laughs> I was like, sis is, sis is early. I don't even have the proper care. I had to stop at the Dwayne Reed. I was You'd be mad as hell. <laughs> I got all the products at home. Like Okay, okay, okay. Very nice. So my beauty moment is my nails. I've been like growing them out. This is like so basic. And now I'm doing this thing called poly gel, which like extends my nail length, but it's it's not acrylic and mm. it's not a tip. It like just extends your nails past like wherever its natural point is. And I'm I'm loving it. You're gonna show us because I can't oh move. well okay this one is broken but they're like see how they're like a pretty reasonable length, length. like they're yeah. not too crazy. So yeah I'm feeling this. I really like it. So I'm I'm a nails girl for those of y'all who may not know I get my nails done every two weeks. It was one of the first places I went when things started opening back up in Philly. I had no shame whatsoever about going to the nail salon. So very happy about that. Okay, Shantae. Okay, I have two. And I'm glad that both you ladies went first. So my first one is I had my annual dermatologist checkup and I advise every woman to go to the dermatologist once a year. And what they do is just kind of go head to toe to check for moles or just any skin imperfections and just to to tell you that everything's copacetic. I found a couple of things, you know, I'll take some medicine and it will go away. That happens to me every year. But I did that. And then my second thing is I will probably 
be doing something tropical, hopefully in the next three weeks, four weeks. Okay. And Peloton can only do but so much, right? Peloton, I'm on a certain food regimen where I'm just doing fruits, no red mm-hmm. meats. And you want a Daniel fast? No carb, but I need a little bit of assistance. So I'm thinking about doing some body contouring. Oh, <laughs> oh this say, is all me and my more. best friend have been talking about. Oh my God. Say more. Cool say more. So, well, I've had that. So I've done it before. Okay. And I always go on the, the lesser route mm-hmm. because it, it gets costly and it gets pricey, right? So the body contouring that I've done is the ice and whatever. It's non-invasive and then it just manipulates the... I don't what part be, of the body? You can choose whatever part you want. So okay. it could be your stomach. It could be your thighs. It could be your bum. It could be your arms. And what are um, you doing? So for me, it's, it's always the tummy area and then the butt. So you could like bring weight up from your thighs to your butt. You could bring, you know, weight down from your, from your stomach. to your. To it's your like hand. a butt lift. No, no. It's just shaping your body. Like I would really like, a, I would like a higher me. butt. You don't understand how excited this makes me. Yeah. And I really feel like this is confirmation that this is the route for me. And I'm going to touch and agree through this Zoom because literally my best friend gets married on the 26th. I'm her maid of honor. And we have uh, been this literally- month? Yeah, so I think it's a little too. It might. I think it's a little too late. Or no, you just have to like go this weekend. Yeah, next weekend. We have literally just been sending each other places. Like, yo, does this look legit? Does this look legit? But yeah, like literally, like, yo, we should just try this, and you know, yeah, you should. What you, Dooney? What are you trying to do? What you trying to do? I'd be down for trying stuff, but I think I want to just try like around my midsection, Mm -hmm. and then I think I want to try like a little plump in my butt. Yep. So they'll just bring, bring it's it up from the leg a little bit. Listen, for me, it doesn't take much to be toned, right? I could do some crunches and I'll have a four pack. So I was on a little vacay last year, well, two years ago, and they had the service at the hotel I was staying at. And I came out, my four pack was, I was taking pictures. <laughs> you don't even need the six, the four nothing. will suffice. I know that's right. <laughs> it's a, okay. just, just a little bit of assistance. Of assistance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's dope. I like this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I yes. am totally waiting for your pictures on Instagram when you go on. This I was vacation. gonna say. I mean, and, <laughs> but I and, won't. I will. I wouldn't like hashtag body contour. You don't have to. You don't have to. I just need to know when I see you in the bikini. I'm gonna be like, boom. That's it. Right. That's it. Right. That's there. And I'm gonna I'm DM you for confirmation, and then I'll be like, okay, so where did you go? Because. <laughs> Because if I'm gonna need that one, I can't be searching high and low. I'm just so look, that. so the place I found though, they like 350 for 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, oh, is that oh. is that not look, that's a lot? Okay, all right. Last year, two a year and a half ago, I was getting it for 250 for an hour. Oh wow! In an hour, you could cover tummy, butt, and legs. Supply and demand. Yeah, I just will. I I would just like a little booty lift. I think my my booty is a little low lower these days. Squat it. I mean, you know, you see everybody on Instagram doing damn squats. I know. Allegedly, Uh, look, a lot of people do a lot of things. A lot of people do a lot of things. What they do for the gram? I ain't gonna hold you. Our last last segment is add to cart. So this is, you know, again within the past week or just recently, if there is a product 
if there is an item, it doesn't even have to be beauty related, that you just feel like people need to know about this. This is something that you don't feel like, you know, a lot of people are aware of, then this is, you know, add to cart. So I'll start. I'm very excited about this. I recently purchased this eyeliner that doubles as lash adhesive. Now, I don't know if this is new. It's new to me. I had never seen it. it I got it in before. You know, I ain't heard of it. <laughs> I've been wearing fake lashes every day just because because it's easy. Like I don't have to worry about putting the glue on the lash and, you know, misapplying it. I literally put the liner on my lid and just put the lash on and it's, it's perfect. It like, it's perfect. Oh. Did you get these? Like, did it come with the lashes? No, you got to buy oh. it separately. Lashes. So, I got, yep. Lashes sold separately. Okay. Lashes sold separately. Adhesive sold separate. But I love it. I feel like it's revolutionary. Right. I could just be super basic and like not have realized that this existed. How much was it? Were they or are they? 20 bucks at Sephora. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple different brands. There's the Lily Lashes brand. There's a Velour brand, and it's about twenty dollars. It's like, and you you don't even you can wear it as eyeliner by itself if you don't even want to put lashes on. But if you do want to put lashes on, it just you just stick the lash on there, and it's easy to take off the lash. Easy to take off the lash. Lasts all day. Okay. Right. No longer getting lash extensions. <laughs> Yeah, I just pulled a lash off during this conversation. They fall out, but... I didn't even notice. <laughs> Me neither. Listen, all around my house, they just look like little spiders on the floor. You know you live with a damn woman, black woman. <laughs> when you got the hair weaves everywhere. Just Lashes. Like, How did it come out? I even comb my hair in this room. Waking up in the bed, got a clunk of lash there. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> but you was cute last night. You that's were cute last night. <laughs> <laughs> so my add to card is also, I got it from Sephora. So it's foundation. Okay. So last year for the very first time ever, I purchased like a full coverage foundation. It was okay. I found that my skincare made it peel. So I went back to the drawing board. I got Cafe Marc Jacobs Extra Shot and it's a full coverage foundation that also serves as a concealer. And it is my new boo. I don't know where I'm wearing this foundation to. Don't matter. However, when the time presents itself, I do have a full coverage foundation. Okay. It's super cute. Hear it. Love Bye. to hear it. So I have several add to cart moments. I love it. <laughs> and nothing that I've actually purchased all have been gifted to the lovely Shantae Lundy right. as the creator and founder of Black Girl Sunscreen. <laughs> as I'm being honest here, as we do a lot to support, you know, Black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. we hold photo shoots, and there's a lot of things that are just gifted to us. And they know it's for Shantae, right? Hey, give this to Shantae. Or, hey, Shantae has a photo shoot, so we want her to wear this piece, right? And I've just felt the love of these Black-owned brands saying, like, yes, we want to be a part of what you're doing, but we also want you to tell people about us. So my first plug is a company called Kin. And this was something that I actually had to, like, wrap my head around because I've never wore a crop top hoodie has anybody worn oh, a crop top I, I live in a crop top hoodie. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so for me, I was like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah, and I was really just kind of self-conscious, but I put on a bandeau and I wore a high-waisted skirt. And 
It was looking bomb. So okay. that was from Kin, K-I-N. K-I-N. Yep. And then the brand label sent me, have you heard of them? The brand label? Yes. They have beautiful dresses. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. They have beautiful dresses. So they sent me like this silver ensemble and I'm going to wear that in the next, I don't know, couple of weeks or, or something like that. Then I got a head wrap from the head wrap company okay. itself. Oh yeah. And, yeah. So both of those brands are, are, are black owned. And then Dickinson's Witch Hazel sent me. I got that. <laughs> They're not black owned, no. but witch hazel is like something that is like necessary. So they sent a box of that. And then one of my new favorite things is called the clean skin club. Oh, I do love loves them. them. Sorry. I get so excited when. <laughs> Dooney loves them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not black owned, but they're based in South Florida, which is really near and dear to my heart because Again, I spent significant time in, in Miami yeah. and they sent me a package just on the strength of like the brand, of course, and was like, try this out. We ended up doing a collab and honestly, mm-hmm. like I buy into like the shit that they're saying because I never really thought about it before. And this is not to gross you out or to even judge anyone. But if you use the same towel that you dry your ass with, that's <laughs> Because really, that's their messaging. They're just not saying it as direct as I'm saying it. Yeah. They're just saying like, oh, if you use the same towel as your body, like, bleh, emotion. Right. But in reality, it's you use a towel, you put it on the towel rack or wherever you use, you put it. And then the next time you take a shower, you don't really know where where you dried off. Right. And then you might use it to dry your face. So I have bought into that. I'm like, yo, this is. I didn't even realize people were doing that. What using the same towel to dry yeah. their face? Yeah, I didn't even know that that was a thing that people thought was acceptable. I feel like you would be surprised, but yeah, <laughs> I I've been using those clean skin club towels for about six hmm. months. I swear by them. I swear by them. Yeah, they're yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, and I will even tell them like, hey, y'all need to do a better job on the, on your post because <laughs> I just got like these little squares in this package. I have no idea what to, to, how to use them. Yeah, so that's if true. I don't know how to use them, then the next person doesn't know how to use them. Yeah. So I just believe in what they're saying. And again, like Talia, you think that like people don't use the same towel that they use to dry their body. They absolutely do as well as the same washcloth. Same washcloth. Or people don't, people use the same washcloth multiple days washing yeah. their face. And it's like, you just took know, that I, dirt off on Monday. Why would you use that same washcloth on Tuesday? I've never used a towel on my face. Like, I don't even understand these things. Yeah. So it's just about, like, you know, clean skin literacy. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all it is. So it's, it's just basically because, just like a branded paper towel. It's a much different feel than a paper towel, paper towel. for okay. sure. Yeah. The quality is definitely better than paper towel. So it's a good quality paper towel? No, I'm just kidding. I think. <laughs> I mean, you can. I well, think paper towels just, have chemicals in them. Yeah, that's true. And I think they just switched to now doing bamboo. The bamboo. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's an experience. I feel like you got to experience it. Okay. It can All right. Show you that well, I can tell you. If, if I I'm, some, I'm sure we could get you a box. I was gonna say, if I get some uh, gifted, I'm sure we could get you a box. Yeah, I'll for try sure. It. I'll try it. <laughs> All right, Shantae. Right, I'm about to grab the bounty. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> She's really trying it, though. Please. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> trying it. You got two people here co-signing on it. 
Right? And she's like, I'm grabbing the bounty. It just sounds like money out the window. Okay. But we'll yeah, see. And I can, and I can definitely see where why you would say that, right? But again, bounty is it is to rough around the skin and there is chemicals in bounty. And I think that it's it's for a purpose. Like it's it says like, hey, this is this is for your face. Mm-hmm. It was made with your face in mind. Yeah. And and that's the Not way I'm, I'm I'm taking it. Yeah. 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 All right, Shantae, our last question is, why does beauty need you? Well, that's a loaded question. So, <laughs> got to be humble, right? No. Be, do you? You don't need to be humble, yeah. <laughs> why would you say that? No. <laughs> I, I think the industry of sun care needed someone to bring up the issues that haven't been addressed within our community. We needed a representative to speak up on our behalf. And I'm. we are that chosen one to do so. The beauty industry needs to understand that we not only set trends, mm. but we are the standard. We, we are the one that carries things, moves things, changes things. And in the space that I am in, because we've been so ignored, they don't even know how to handle Black women wearing sunscreen now. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're needed to say like, ah, 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 hey, our skin burns. Mm. Yeah, It's it's low, low cases of melanoma f- for sure, but our skin does burn. And just because you don't see it right away doesn't mean that it's not happening. So what's our, what's our fix? Is it aloe after the fact? Mm. Why couldn't we have done something preventative? So it's like representation matters. Yeah. I think it's a great question and something that I need to develop a little bit more because it's it's wonderful that I would even think that like we're needed around here. Like I never really thought about that. Like, oh, the beauty industry needs black girl sunscreen because it's never about Shantae. It's always about we, because I'm not doing any of this alone. Yeah. It's because I'm on your platform. You're going to play this and the next black woman is going to hear, Hey, who's this black girl sunscreen girl, right? Or who is this company black girl sunscreen? So honestly, it's all of us. Why does the beauty industry need black women? That's how I will end that. Yeah. Thank you. But yes. I, I got to say, though, I appreciate that you, you know, you you have the collective approach. But but I will say that we also have to honor the fact that you are the brains behind Black Girl Sunscreen. And so we're not for you thinking of this and bringing that to fruition, Black Girl Sunscreen would not exist. I think Talia and I are both very aligned that like what God has for a person is for that person. So it doesn't matter how many other people may have thought of the idea or, you know, whatever. There's something about that individual that's going to make that idea come to fruition. So I'm not going to take you out of, you know, the spotlight because you deserve and should bask in that because this is your brainchild. So I appreciate you bringing all of us in that journey with you. Because I have to, and that's that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, it could have flopped. Black women could say, oh, this shit's whack. That's all right. We still would have bought it though. And then, you know, it's cool. You know how many, (laughs) you know how many brands I have bought from black women and found out that the product was whack? 
I still have it. Exactly. <laughs> still don't look. We gonna we gonna do our part regardless. All right, and that is to show up, purchase. When you said people buying black girl sunscreen four or five at a time, I was like, yeah, because it's always sold out of my local Target. So when I see it, I'm racking up. We are gonna do what we do regardless. But the innovators, the creators, still need you know their due their due respect for bringing Absolutely. that to the forefront. Absolutely. Yeah, I've never been that I I type of person and it never will be, but I I get what you're saying and I I just think that we need to continue to shatter these these barriers. There's some big shit happening with investments, companies being acquired, and it's so inspirational and motivational to see and it just shows others that it can be done and will be done. Yeah. But also right? a big so, thing is that the product I know I keep harping on this, but it's called Black Girl Sunscreen. And it's saying to every Black woman, it's okay if your shit got Black girl in the name, Black woman yeah. in the name. It's That's okay powerful. if it's for us, by us, That's period. Powerful. That's period. very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. And I've come to really just embrace the name as opposed to like, oh, well, what is this person going to say about it? And I've always thought about it as being the name, but there are naysayers out there like, oh, you're not inclusive and oh, you're limiting. And is black girl for seven year old? And you're just like, oh, you don't get it. But well, somebody like, gonna feel it. <laughs> how do you expand? Like, oh, all your products are gonna be black girl sunscreen. Well, that's the name of the that's company. The but <laughs> right, they have, you know, we yeah. have different SKUs underneath the yeah. underneath the umbrella. So it's just so many different things. I love speaking to you ladies, honestly. Thank you. You know, I definitely felt like it was super casual. And I, and I don't know if you've heard me in other conversations, but I'm pretty raw and candid. We ain't mild mannered, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what works, right? I think just being ourselves and having these just fruitful conversations. I mean, we talk about movies. Right. And, and I love that because that's really how you build. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like and and for me, it's everything just being really personal, yeah. personable, because sometimes it doesn't always just have to jump. Oh, tell you didn't ask me about tell me about your story at all. That's such a basic ass generic question. And maybe that was one of your questions, but you skipped it. I don't it know. It, it uh, OK. <laughs> in my mind. In my mind, you know, that was Shantae back in 2016, 17, 18, maybe even 19. But if y'all come in with them questions, I'm like, okay. This again. Right? So I like the salacious yeah. questions. Like, make me think. And you ladies made me think. Maybe a little bit more than I wanted to think. But I had to think. <laughs> we appreciate well, it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shantae. Until next time, beauty needs me.